Does your relationship with a teen seem hopeless? Teens of today face so many heavy issues, from bullying to pregnancy. They want someone to turn to, but they aren't sure where to start. We've got some answers. This is Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. We can provide tools to help teens and their parents see things a bit differently and open up the lines of discussion. Now, here's Coach Lily. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Coach Lily Williams. I am a John Mikeswell Certified Life Coach, Consultant, Speaker, and Trainer. I am owner of CEO of Perfecting Destiny Coaching Services, and we help teens to become productive citizens and to live their best lives by helping them to fall in love with themselves and to get rid of limiting beliefs, thoughts, and ideas that does not add value to them. We can change teen behavior by changing what and how teens think. Today's topic is going to be modern day parenting, teen issues. And today's guest is going to be Mr. Steve Roman. And he is a coordinator of Triple Positive Parenting Program. We call it Triple P. And radio audience, we're in for a treat today. He is considered very much an expert in this area. I am going to let Mr. Steve Roman introduce himself to you. I'm going to pass the mic to you, Steve. Okay, and thank you, Coach uh, Lilly, very much for having me on the show today. Um, There are several topics that we can talk about. Uh, Triple P does cover uh, from birth to teen years with different family issues or parenting problems. And so we'll be today we'll be talking about uh, rudeness and disrespect, friends and peer pressure, and anxiety and depression. Great, great. And as as uh, Mr. Roman just told you that now this show we'll be discussing simple and practical strategies as tools for teens' transformation and to live their lives stronger and build healthy and stronger relationships with their families. And now, what I have uh, gained from Mr. Roman already is tip sheets. And these sheets, every family in the world needs these sheets with them. I've gained so much knowledge since uh, I've gotten these sheets in my home for the radio show, and uh, Mr. Roman is going to talk with us some about that. Now, he said we're going to talk about rude and disrespect in teenagers. One of the reasons we had talked about working with the parents is because the parents is the greatest, biggest, largest influence in the life of a teenager. So we know that parents is going to affect the way teens live and behave all the time. Now, uh, Mr. Roman, when we talked about rude and disrespect, we really did not define that. We talked about generically because it changes in pretty much different settings. Talk with our radio audience about that. Okay. Well, um, rudeness and disrespect is a normal behavior for teenagers. It doesn't mean it has to be accepted. It just means that they're going through something that's normal for their age group. 
Um, and with a tip sheet on rudeness and disrespect, it teaches parents how to, what is rudeness and disrespect? Why are they rude and disrespectful? How to get them to stop being rude and disrespectful and how to prevent it from happening. So the first thing that parents have to realize is that teenagers make transition from childhood to adulthood. And then parents feel the teenagers become less respectful towards them. Parents often find this um, change very upsetting, and it can lead to conflict between the parent and the teenager. So this particular tip sheet um, teaches parents how to handle that situation. Okay, okay. Now, um, everybody don't have the same advantage that I've got. Uh, I'm pretty much looking at uh, the tip sheet. And I am so impressed. And you know what, uh, Mr. Roman, I said to myself, had I had these tips when I was raising my children, they're all grown adults now and uh, off with their own families, I would have been a better parent. And I think I would have been a better parent even to myself because I would have had some strategies to use that I did not have then. Uh You did mention why teenagers become rude and disrespectful. Uh, There's so many reasons. And uh, you did tell me that this is one of the uh, most sought after classes that parents ask for. So we do know that it's something. uh So we know that it's something they really want. Uh, Talk with us about that some. Why why do they become uh, rude and disrespectful? Well, um, most of the time it's because the teenagers strive to create their own identity. They're trying to figure out who they are, what they believe in, and how to come into conflict with their parents. So parents become exasperated as a teenager takes on their own beliefs. Because when they're a child younger, um, many children grow up thinking their parents are always right. When they become teenagers, most of the teenagers think their parents are always wrong. So (laughs) parents... um, can get very frustrated with this, but parents should realize that this is a normal part of growth in a teenager for them to search out and figure out who are they. And the parents may get alienated uh, right before their eyes. And um, talking to the teenagers can be difficult. They often become moody and easily upset if if they get questioned, um, they get asked, you know, how was school, where were you at, or those kind of things. They um, sort of trying to get out of that transition of their parents having control over them. Oftentimes, whenever a parent, however, directly challenges the teenager's idea or the lifestyle, um, like disrespect, disrespect is something that's taught. So it would be disrespectful for a parent to say, you wouldn't last a day in my world, or if you grew up when I did, you wouldn't last a day, or that's a stupid idea, and things like that. And that provokes the child into, or the teenager, into being stubborn and having conflict with the parent. So um, the respect part is taught by how a parent talks to their child. If they show respect towards the child growing up and listen to, it doesn't mean they get their way, but listens to their point of view, those things. So that often does cause conflict among the family members for long periods of time. And it can even even lead to a family breakup where the teenager moves out and lives with someone else, another relative or something like that. But there are things that you can do to encourage that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, you know uh, <clears throat> now me, 
being a baby boomer, my ideas of raising families were quite different than the 21st century parents. Now, because, you know, we were pretty much uh, of the position that you do what I say when I say it. And you don't ask right. me questions. I give you the information and I give you the instructions. Um, so parents were not challenged then as they are today. So we can understand right. that, you know, some of us might call that rude or some of us might call that disrespect. But you did say that it is uh, it's a transition. It's a transition from teenagers going from you know, uh, to from teenagers to young adults, and um, that the rudeness and disrespect is perpetuated when we as parents, uh, you know, exhibit the same behavior as our teens are doing. So it is, it is right. very, it's paramount that now that we are parents and that we're the bigger, better persons in the situations. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that we're doing this show today. Because I'm sure there are a lot of parents uh, in the same position that I was in uh, that we can change and we can say, uh, well, let me hear what you've got to say about it. Um, we can listen to that child's, uh, the teenagers or young adults, we can listen to their view. Uh, the situation might be different than ours. And we can remember that uh, we're not trying to persuade them or to even get them to agree with us. But sometimes it is just encouraging them to listen and thinking differently than we've thought. Right. In the old days of go out and get a switch and, you know, go get a belt and those kind of things. Um, back before uh, worked at that time, but with the world's social change and with technology development and, um, the change in society's rules, you have to keep up in order to be an effective parent. But there are some things, uh, Coach Lee, that um, can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, often you can hold um, discussions about some current events. One thing that ta- gets you talking with your teen, if, and the other thing is it educates them about what's going on in the world instead of just what's going on in their house. So you can talk about different things that are on, in the newspaper or on the news or ask their opinion about different things. But just be prepared that if you ask their opinion on something and they don't agree with your opinion on something, you brought them into that conversation, so you have to accept what their opinion is on it. And it's just like dealing with, um, I don't want to talk much on politics, but just like um, the differences between Democrats and Republicans. So if a parent is like a Democrat mindset and a child is a Republican mindset, you have to respect each other's viewpoints and not let that destroy your family, but let that bring you closer together as a talking point. That's good. That's good. And uh, I was looking at something else on the, on, on the tip sheet that said that, you know, how, how we can manage rude and disrespectful behavior. And I do know that this really works. This works. Uh, this is a proven strategy. That works. And it says if you appraise and attend to behavior that you like. When our teenagers and young adults are doing things that we think that they ought to be doing, acknowledge that. That's going to give them a greater uh, responsibility in continuing to do that. 
praise and give attention to behavior that you approve of. Uh, when we speak to them, we use a tone of voice that we want them to use with us. We listen to what they're saying and uh, just being positive, just being positive. Uh, one of the things that you just mentioned then, um, Mr. Roman, you said we don't go out and get the switches anymore. We don't go out and get the belts anymore. We don't use corporal punishment anymore in most homes. Uh, so one of the things that the tip sheet says is to stay calm and be patient. And that was the problem I had. My, I really did think that raising my voice meant that I was going to get my way and everybody was going to change and it was going to be all about what I wanted. But uh, you mentioned in our conversations that that's not a helpful uh, strategy either. You and I talked about an I message uh, right. with our parents. Mm -hmm. You want me to explain the I statement? I really would. I, I think some of our radio audience would need to uh, understand that too. Okay, so um, when talking to your teen about something, suppose a teenager um, comes home late. Suppose they have a curfew and they come home late. So normally you would be worried first. The parent would be worried because they don't know where the child is. And then when they come in the house, usually um, an unuseful question is asked, like, do you know what time it is? Well, yes, that child does know what time it is. They know that they're late. Um, so a more appropriate question would be in a calmer voice would be, um, why are you coming home late? Typically, a teen may say, uh, all my friends stay out late. Why are you treating me like a baby? I don't have to come home on time. That's usually when the parent loses control because they're being disrespected. If the parent keeps calm and realizes that they are in charge and they are the person that's in charge of that household and that child and his, and his or her goings, you can use an I statement. It always goes with I feel. I feel disrespected when you don't come home on time. Now go to your room. And that way, uh, when the child's going down the hallway or fussing and, and, oh, you treat me like a baby and that kind of, you know, saying those types of things, if the parent doesn't respond, then you're not arguing with the child. Now, with that in mind, after you calm down as a parent, then you go to the child's room and say, because you came home late, um, you, I'm taking your car keys for two weeks. And they're going to start arguing, that's not fair, that's not fair, this. And so you just close the door and go about your business. That way, a parent stays in control, they don't have to argue with the child, and they let it be clear where the rules are. And they know the child knows that, okay, um, they're not threatening and not following through. This time they're really doing it. The other thing is the parent keeps control of the situation by not losing it. I like that. I really like that. And then when you say you set rules and limits, set rules and limits, one thing I circle on my sheet uh, if we're fair and consistent, a lot of times we as parents don't, uh, we're not able to continue uh, winning our battles is because we're not consistent. One time we do this, one time we do that. And if we don't have consistency, our teens don't respect. And it's not uh, our, our, our rules and limits are not backed up with consequences. You think I'm right? You are absolutely right. That if there is, if you don't do what you say, then you're teaching your child to lie. You're teaching your child that they don't have to honor commitments with anyone else. So by doing that, by saying if you're not home on time, 
Um, you're not going to have your car for two weeks, and they come home, and they're late without a reasonable ex- explanation, and you follow through with what you're doing. Otherwise, they lose respect for you, and that's where the disrespect will come from. Mm. So I know that it is very important to back up rules with consequences, and if rude behavior continues, do not repeat the request, but provide a logical consequence. And a logical consequence for speaking rudely may be to just stop the conversation at all. And I've done that more times than one, two. Now, I've said, I'm not having this conversation. But the tone I used was me still in control. And what you're suggesting is to say, maybe, in a wonderful tone, I'm sorry, but I'm not prepared to listen when you use that tone of voice. You can try again in a half hour right. or when you get your tone together. <laughs> and the so, other thing that you touched on, Coach Lee, was to praise them. If they clean their bedroom without being asked, and you should, a parent should say, thank you for cleaning your bedroom. It looks really nice. And if you do that, um, then the child knows how to please you and knows things that you like. And then I have a lot of parents that tell me, say, I'm not going to tell him thank you for cleaning his room. She should have cleaned his room or he should have cleaned his room anyway. And I said, well, then keep fighting with him. If you can't make that little special step effort and say thank you for cleaning your room, no one thanks me for washing the dishes or cooking. And I said, well, it's all about your household. How do you want to run it? You know, what do you want to put up with? Yeah. And I'll tell you something else, too. Uh, It's it's not as important uh, as you get uh, more mature. As you get more mature, it's not as important winning uh, as what you think is winning uh, an argument or a battle with a, with a teen or a young adult or a child. What really right. matters is getting that behavior to the point that it is desirable behavior. And that's what we're looking at this morning. We're looking at uh, parenting, discussing simple and practical strategies uh, used to raise wonderful children. And one thing that we said uh, that we'll discuss uh, as we come back uh, on the second half, we'll discuss as we go throughout our show today, some examples we'll discuss being good examples. And we'll talk when we talk about um, our next segment in our show. Uh, I want you radio audience to come back with us. We will return shortly with more Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. We are certainly enjoying our host, our guest this morning, uh, Mr. Steve Roman. And I tell you, he is an expert in that area of parenting. Uh, We will be coming back with more positive parenting. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting. To stop just one more teen suicide. Just one more teen pregnancy. And just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. 
as a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's perfectingdestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at PerfectingDestinyLifeCoach at gmail.com. That's PerfectingDestinyLifeCoach at gmail.com. Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you have returned with us. I'm so glad you're back with Tools for Teen Transformation Radio this morning. And my guest, Mr. Steve Roman. And we're examining modern-day parenting. And we want to give our radio audience some information right now that you, if you're having difficulties or if you would love to have these tip sheets in your home uh, or if you know someone that would benefit from our program this morning and positive teen parenting, uh, Mr. Roman, share with our guests, our radio audience, please, your information. Okay. And um, Coach Liddy, we'll, we'll share it now, and that way if they don't have a pen or some way to write it down, um, we'll mention it again at the end of the show if that's fine with you. We will, we um, will. You can contact me directly by calling uh, 252-939-1200, extension 235. Again, that's 252 939 1200 extension 235 or you can go to the triple p website which is www.triplep-parenting.com 
And Triple P is offered in um, almost every state in, in the United States, several different countries, and several different languages. So no matter where people are listening from, chances are if they log into that website, if they're not local where I am in Kinston, North Carolina, then they can find, there's a place you can click on and find a practitioner near you that you can get in contact with. Thank you so much for that information. Thank you so much for that information. And uh, I am just so thrilled that I am a recipient this morning of the Triple P tip sheets, looking at uh, all kinds of good strategies and tools. And one of the reasons we call our radio show Tools for Teen Transformation, these tools that we're looking at this morning are ideas, their strategies, their mindset, and they help. Uh, teens make better decisions and better choices. And that's pretty much the same thing we're doing this morning, even with our parents, because they are the biggest influencers in the lives of our teens. Uh, In our first segment this morning, we talked some about rude and disrespectfulness uh, from our teenagers. Uh, We're going to talk, change a little bit because we wanted to talk just a minute about friends and peer relationships. That's one of the biggest areas that twos, teens and their parents disagree on. You, you think so, uh, Mr. Roman? <laughs> yes, that is a big um, struggle because, all, you know, almost all parents want the best for their children. They want them to be successful and they want them to um, be be. Um, well-received in the community and um, be accepted and have the right reputation. So there are um, why friends are so important for the teenagers is because basically the social activity with friends is very important. They come over and they play an increasing role in their lives. Um, They have contact with their parents, decreases considerably, uh, which is less than the time with the parent and more time with their friend, and sometimes um, parents can't handle that. It also requires an adjustment in the way a parent would relate to their child as they grow into young adults, like trust issues, um, you know, letting them explore on their own. And, I mean, those are kind of tips that come back when they, you deal with a toddler, but it's the same with a teen. You have to trust them, set guidelines, and uh, do the best you can with that. How you manage and change relationships with them can have an effect on your family life because peer relationships, they are very difficult for teenagers and can lower their confidence and self-esteem. So it's not always good for a parent to talk bad about a friend of of your child um, because a lot of times that drives them closer to the person that you would prefer them not to be associating with. But as they grow into teenagers... They start focusing on their own identity, working out who they are, and um, you have to realize, you know, they're in high school, they're trying to figure out life, they're trying to figure out college, they're trying to figure out uh, what are they going to do, and a lot of teens don't plan that well in advance, and some do and some do not. So teenagers often turn more of their friends during a time, but you still, as a parent, you still are the most important role and person in their life to help them define their identity and who they should and should not choose as friends. 
I, I can certainly attest to that. It is it's not a good feeling uh, with parents when teens uh, turn to their peers for more instruction or that they will lend themselves to following instructions more from their peers than they would for you as a parent. And I, I know that it is not a good feeling. Now, uh, and there are some things that we can do that we'll talk about uh, in this segment that we can do to counteract that. But uh, one of the things I, go ahead. I I was agreeing with you, right. There's a lot of things um, that we can do um, to help them. Um, One thing is to start talking to your children when they're young, because if if they know they can come to you and talk to you about anything when they're young, that's going to continue into teen years. If you let a child ask you a question and say, why do you think that, or that's ridiculous, quit asking dumb questions, when they get ready to talk about um, sex or drugs or something like that, they're not going to ask you because they don't feel comfortable with you as a parent. They're going to ask their friends, and so their friends are going to give them some information that may not be correct, and that's where a lot of the problems come from. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And that's when parents need to, you know, you need to spend some time kind of figuring out who it is that your teen is spending time with. Uh, Certainly that we cannot make every choice. But if there is a teen that we know that our teenagers should not be spending time with, then maybe we can kind of, you know, look at opportunities to talk with them about how it would not benefit them or how it might be better not to. We want to uh, ask our teenagers about their friends and ask them about their peers. And like you said, if we would start early on getting them comfortable talking with us, that's going to be that, that's going to be powerful. It's going to be powerful down the road. It pleases me not to have to try to do mind reading and to figure out what you're thinking. It pleases me to say uh, what's on your mind, and then we can deal with it. Uh, We can encourage our teenagers to bring their friends to the house so, you know, that we can spend some time with them. And the one thing we usually do as, you know, as the baby boomer crowd, we want to know that teenager's background, the parents and all of that. And I know that's important. But, uh, yeah. That is important, Coach Lily, and and the thing about it is, is the communication comes back into play with the teenager. It's sort of like the example I gave about the child, the teenager coming home late for curfew. Do you know what time it is? That's a wasted question. It's the same thing when your child comes home from school. Um, how was school today? Fine, good. Most children are not going to have a conversation. You know, you're not gaining anything from that. But if you change the way you ask questions and leave them open-ended so they have to respond more than one word to answer your question, like, what did you have for lunch today? I had pizza. Well, who do you eat lunch with? And then they start telling some of their friends' names. And then you start following up on, oh, does he play on the football team? Or, oh, is she, uh, is she the one that's in your math class? Does her mama work at Walmart? Does her, you start asking those kind of questions. And then you follow up as a very good parent, even though people say Facebook is, is the devil. If it's used proper like anything else, it's, it's an, 
uh, asset to a parent. You go up there and you look up these kids and see what they are posting about, what they're talking about. If they have pictures of drugs up there, or or um, if they have you know different things that you would not approve of, and then you can also from there find their friends and look at their parents and those kind of things. That is your duty as a parent. If you want to keep up, find out who they spend time with, and uh, instead of asking these little simple, well, "How was school today?" That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. And you know, too, that even in our conversations, we still have to go back to the parenting relationship. You, the parent, and you just said then it's like your legal obligation. It's your parental obligation. You are obligated to lead that team as best as you can into becoming the young adult that you want them to be. And it goes right back again, uh, Mr. Roman, to setting some rules, setting some rules about their activities. So it's not uh it's not like you're just going to, you know, give them free reign to go here, there and, and enjoy their weekends and holidays and all activities like they would like to. Uh, and during school time, you just have to have rules and consequences and the word that we use in our first segment was um, it was fair and consistent. You right. have to be fair and consistent with our teenagers. Uh, is, is there another couple of rules that you think we ought to set for social activities? Well, uh, there is. And, and before I touch on that, I just want to. Uh, tell parents that make sure if your child has some kind of social event going on, go to it because you can find a lot of who their friends are by seeing them in that social event. If other parents show up, then you can also interact with the other parents and switch phone numbers, and that way you can have a better handle on if, where they are and what they're doing if they're telling the truth. Um, but set rules about their activities do do have to be set. Um, you can't, just because they're a teenager and they may get their driver's license, they still don't have free reign to violate um, the household rules. So they cannot um, just let them go and come and go like they want to because they have a license. So they have to decide on where they're going and is it acceptable to the parent, um, which day of the week, how late they can stay out on school nights, where, what are they going to do over Christmas break and spring break. What kind of things are they, you know, are they going to stay in bed, you know, for two weeks and then get up and then go back to school or do they, or are you going to keep them active and keep them involved in things? So parents can't expect teenagers to anticipate problems and situations they have never encountered before. So that goes back to the open communication and talking with your child and educating them. And like an example, maybe they're considered their teenage daughter might be offered a ride home from a party by a boy who's been drinking. And um, it only takes a few minute drive and she may think, well, what can happen in a few minutes? And so she says, sure, okay. And then the situation for the parent has to take responsibility for predicting and letting the daughter know that's not acceptable. You can, that man, if that young boy's been drinking and you get in a car with him and he has an accident, you could be killed. So you would never want to ride with someone who's been drinking. I will come and get you and make sure that if they call for you to come and get them, that you go with a positive attitude because they're doing what you ask them to do. That's great. That's great. And as you were speaking, you know what I thought? I thought about the old saying uh, that we used to say a long time ago. When you said, uh, what can happen in a few minutes? 
teens are really not that skilled in their thinking process of what can happen in a few minutes. We as adults and as parents and as mature guardians, we know that it only takes a minute to get into a lifetime of negative consequences. It only takes one minute. And that is just not, that is not how our teenagers conceive their activities. They, they, you know, they sometimes have a tunnel vision or sometimes it's just right now what I want, what I need and what I like. But what could happen in a few minutes? I think that's a whole, um, a whole issue that we can spend uh, talking around, around the dinner table or talking about in the cars, just the what All is. Right. Just a what if. Yeah, and what would happen and if Coach this Woody, if, they're in, if they're in the car with you, you, you have them under control unless they have their headphones on. You can talk, talk, talk. If you're driving or if they're driving, you can get all kinds of information. That's a good time to do that. Turn the radio down or have them take off their headphones or whatever, and that's a great time. You have a captive audience, and you can communicate with them and find out what's going on. And the other thing is that um, teenagers need help to problem solve when things don't work out. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes the problem arises um, that your teenager does not know what to do about. And as a parent, you may have some ideas how to solve it. It is important not to jump in and try and solve it f- for them, but give them an opportunity to have input on how to solve the problem. That way they feel more comfortable and confident about doing that. And that could be as simple as asking someone out on a date or trying to tell people that they do not smoke marijuana or um, they don't drink and those kind of things. So then you can also practice it with them. I mean, it sort of make I know it sounds corny to some of the old age type parents, but really and truly, practice makes perfect. You let them run it, do a run through with you, and then when that opportunity comes up again about marijuana or drugs or sex and whatever, and they're not ready for that, then they know what to say and they feel comfortable saying it. Great, great. I'm, I'm so glad that we're having the opportunity to have this kind of discussion. And we do hope that our radio audience is listening and learning and taking notes on what they can do with somebody else. And I'm wanting you to make sure that we give that number out again. We're getting ready to uh, have our break. We will return shortly with more tools for Teen Transformation Radio with my host, Mr. Steve Roman. So, so glad that you're here with us from Positive Parenting, Triple P, Positive Parenting. And this is a program for every parent. And it is helping us to discuss simple and practical strategies as tools for teens to transform their lives and to build stronger family relationships this morning. Be sure to come back with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting, to stop just one more teen suicide, just one more teen pregnancy, and just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. 
The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's perfectingdestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. That's perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming back with us this morning at Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I am your host, Coach Lily Williams, and my special guest today is Steve Roman. We want to give you a little bit of information very quickly before we go into the last segment of our show. We'll be talking about depression and anxiety. Uh, Mr. Roman, will you share with the group very quickly uh, an announcement? Okay. Um, well, first of all, I'll go back again. I promised I would share the, how to contact me. It is phone call 252 939 1200 extension 235 and you can go online like I said this is offered in several different languages several different countries www.triplep-parenting.com or you can email me directly at steve underscore roman at 
ncsu.edu. And for the folks that are local or near Kinston, we are offering a free seminar on the power of positive parenting. It is on Tuesday, November the 6th, Election Day, from 6.30 to 8.30 at the Partnership for Children office in Kinston. Um, they will be offering that. There is no charge. Triple P is free most any place you go, rather individual or seminars. Um, but this one, again, is November 6th from 6.30 to 8.30 at the Partnership for Children office in Kinston, and there is no charge. You do have to sign up, however, because space is limited for that. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that information with us. And do note, radio audience, that uh, the Triple P Positive Parenting Program, any issue, any and all issues that teenagers are facing, uh, such as smoking, truancy, sexual behavior, and dating, Fast and fashion, eating habits, rudeness and disrespect. We, we talked about some this morning. Uh, taking drugs, money and work, friends and peer relations. And we're going to talk about uh, two more things very quickly that uh, we think we need to address on this show for our radio audience. We're going to be talking about because it is such a major uh, issue with our teens is depression. We're not going to go into the clinical terms. Everything is very generic uh, with us this morning. We're going to be talking about uh, depression. Uh, Mr. Roman, let's talk just a minute about, you know, what depression is. Uh, We might talk about what causes it. We might talk about how to prevent it. We might talk about, okay, uh, okay, a few things about depression in our teenagers this morning. All right. Well, depression is an emotional state where a person feels sad and discouraged for long periods of time. Now, in teenagers, what causes depression is often the same thing that causes depression in adults. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it occurs when someone or something that the teenager enjoyed is suddenly lost and not available anymore. Examples could be um, breaking up with a girlfriend or breaking up with a boyfriend, having a fight with a group of friends. Um, being dropped from a sports team, not making a sports team, death of a close relative, parental divorce and separation, moving to a new location, the loss of a loved pet. And a lot of parents will say, oh, my gosh, he thinks he's in love and they just broke up. I don't understand. He, how can you be in love at 16? To him, it's real. To her, it's real. And so as a parent, you have to accept that. You have to accept the things, how they feel. They may think it's the only time they'll ever fall in love with someone or even if it is love, but you cannot um, be disrespectful to them about that. Um, The other thing is is some teenagers will naturally get over to sadness and loss in time just like adults do. And they find new pleasures and different activities or different friends and they make adjustments. Negative thoughts may stop a teenager from participating in things they're used to doing. Sometimes a parent can unknowingly make things worse like being too restrictive or being critical or being inconsistent with discipline and things like that. So in some families, parents do not give teenagers much attention when they're behaving well. You know, and we've talked about this, Coach Lidley, three times mm-hmm. before in the show. So you have to recognize that positive behavior. You have to help them know what they're doing right so they know how to please you and they can do things and it makes your household much better. 
That's great. Uh, and that is wonderful coming from your program, uh, a program that it been rewarding and a program that, you know, works. Uh, me, uh, being a life coach, one of the things that I see that you all have said, too, is that if we will encourage the teenagers to replace their negative thoughts, that's what uh, life coaches do. That's what we do with our teens. We try to have them to replace their negative thoughts. And one of the ways they can do that is with affirmations. Uh, I am enough. I am beautiful. I am smart. All kinds of affirmations that will fit whatever their situations are. I can do this. Any affirmation that a child needs to replace a thought that I'm not enough, I can't do this, uh, I just can't go through this, all those kinds of things. We say if you can replace that negative thought, get that out of your head and start to talk about wonderful, positive things. So on that note, what I would suggest to a teenager is to read positive material, listen to positive lyrics in the songs because I promise you that when you hear it over and over again, it goes into your subconscious mind. And when it goes into your mind, it changes your behavior. You got to know this. Do you think I'm on the right track, uh, Mr. Roman? Do you th- what do you yeah, think about that's that? Exactly, that's exactly right. I mean, if a, if a teen is often saying, I don't have any friend, no one likes me, I'm ugly, and they believe those kind of things, they need somebody to tell them that, you know, you do have friends. You just don't realize it. You are not ugly. Um, God did not make people that way. Um, and then the other thing that it would lead into would be like it leading into suicide, things to look out for. Um, people mm-hmm. don't like to talk about that. But when you're dealing with depression and anxiety and things like that, sometimes um, suicide comes into play. Uh, no one missed me. If I wasn't here, I might as well be dead. Uh, those kind of things. Um, take that stuff serious because your child's reaching out to you uh, to get you to help them. So take when they make those statements, take it serious and, and talk to them about why do you feel that way? Why don't you think anyone would miss you? Tell me mm-hmm. who would miss you. Again, that goes back to what you were saying, Coach uh, Lily, what positive things. Who would miss you? What would we do if you weren't here? Those kind of things. You're right. And now usually we we always put depression and anxiety together. Um, And there there are two different emotions or two different uh, categories of what teens deal with. Talk with us some about anxiety. Some I've I've known uh, teens that their anxiety level be so high they they're not able to do testing. Uh, that different circumstances in the environment causes their anxiety to just go way overboard. That they're they're not able to cope. Uh, talk with us some about that too. Okay. Well, um, just. Coach Lewis, just by what you said made me think of something that um, parents need to realize is no two children are alike. No two children are going to excel in the same thing. No two children are going to behave a certain way. No two children are going to want to do the same things. So if you have um, children and you have more than one child in your household, don't hold expectations up for 
one child to match up to another child that you think is doing what is good for them. So that would cause a child to be anxious. The other thing is what you did mention a minute ago was pressures of schoolwork, such as taking exams. Some people can't take exams well. Sometimes people just stress and fret over it. Problems with their friends or boyfriends or girlfriends. Anxiety also comes conflict with parents. Um, you know, if you're having an argument and as a child's on the way out the door to school, that's going to be with them for several periods of school before they get past it. It may not be uh, noted right away, but um, that's still on that child's mind. Problems um, achieving a certain goal or making the sports team or the debate team. And um, you also need to talk to your child about how do they know when this is happening, such as um, maybe sweaty palms or breathing heavy or feeling dizzy or lightheaded and things like that, and having uh, panic-type attacks. So you have to help your child. They don't know what that is. So you have to help them what is anxiety and help them learn how to handle it. Great, great. And in in the tips for parents in those leaflets, they add, they give you all kinds of strategies to encourage your team to practice their coping skills. They give you points to remember. They ask you to encourage your teens to face their fears, and they give you ways to do it. So, parents, I implore you, please, please, if you have teenagers, if you have children, if you have grandchildren, people that you're responsible for, you need these tip sheets. They are worth their weight in gold. These tip sheets I'm looking at can help us to certainly raise healthy teenagers. Uh, We are looking at uh, coping with depression, coping with anxiety. We've dealt some with our friends and peer relations this morning. And we've dealt with rudeness and uh, disrespect. So many issues our radio audience that we can deal with, but do know that we have help. Isn't it wonderful to know that we don't have to just come out of the blue or come out of the air. These are proven techniques that have worked. And Mr. Roman, thank you so much for having been our guest this morning. And I want you to say again where we can get this wonderful information. And the one thing I want to say too. Our radio audience is the number one tool that we'll leave with our teens this morning is to respect. We didn't talk a lot about that one word, but if you will respect the information that is coming from your parent or your adult, their guardian in your life, if you respect that information and uh, live by it, I am sure and very sure that you're going to be uh, living your best life. Mr. Steve, if you, if you will hurriedly give us that information one more time, please. Okay. Uh, the phone number to reach me directly is 252-939-1200, extension 235. Or you can go online and get more information about Triple P at www.triplep dash parenting.com or you can email me at steve underscore roman r-o-m-a-n at n-c-s-u dot e-d-u and as coach lily said all this information is evidence-based it's in several countries several languages 
And we have this information for teens, but it goes all the way down to infants, um, like promoting development and having tantrums, trouble at school, bedtime, potty training, all those different types of things. And thank you so much, Coach Lily, for having me and let me uh, share some information. Thank you so much for being with us. And this has been Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I want to thank my guest again, uh, Mr. Steve Roman, Positive Parenting Program. And join us next week. We'll have more Tools for Teens Transformation Radio. And I think next week our topic is going to be a teen helping teen and giving us more strategies on how to live your best life. I'm your host, Coach Lily Williams, and there is a more excellent way. Enjoy your day. Thank you for joining Coach Lily and Tools for Teen Transformation. You'll want to be here for another show next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, use some of what you've learned today to start a dialogue and be there for someone. It just might save a teen's life.